Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there are many instances because I think the original Ant Man was like um, when he was first created back in the sixties or whatever. He was like an abusive, like he was literally abusing his wife. Like I think that's something that Marvel has been trying to get away from. So there are instances, okay. but I see, I understand what you're saying because that I had a reaction to that as well. Even though Zinzi is presented as the villain, the fact that one he did it, but two it was out of necessity for him. Um, and I like the fact that her powers, again, I guess putting us into that masculine, feminine, male woman role, but she has so much power without laying a finger on you. Her mm-hmm. power is very cerebral, it's emotional, and she doesn't have to make contact with you to use her her powers to their full potential, whereas Black Panther, T'Challa, has to physically, even if it's with, like, beams from his um, suit, he has to physically touch her, harm her, in order to prevent her from um, affecting him. And it's like, you know, that says a lot. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, I get it. Like, no, I definitely get it, because now that you say that, that does make sense. For a person who can control my emotions with simply their mind, Mm -hmm. the only way I can survive this thing is to shut their mind off Mm -hmm. or knock them unconscious. You know, knock them unconscious. Right, right, right. So, yeah, I get it now because I was just more like, wow, they but like the way it was drawn, mm-hmm. it was very dramatic. Like the the force of like the way they drew the, the blast of the beams, the yeah. force of it uh, showing her hit, hitting the tree that way. I was just like, wow. But uh, once T2 was like, oh, word. OK, right. Nah, it's bet, bet. No, we got it. Set it up. <laughs> and the fact that he did, I felt like everybody, like you said, was reserved. I feel like even with. Zinzi, I feel like she has not released the full might of her ability because it's not necessary. And after T'Challa knocked her unconscious, Tita was like, he exhibited his powers, but I feel like he could have went, he could have killed Black Man. He could have snapped that man's neck if he wanted to. He could have ended his life and all those other white tigers or white panthers that were with him. He could have killed them. But he didn't. And it was just like, oh, nigga. I, I don't oh, know. Cool. I don't know. But, yeah, these, these, man, Tanahasi is doing his damn thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess moving on to the prison cells of Fort Han, where um, Anika was imprisoned after, you know, Io failed her how to give away with murder exam or something. <laughs> when this explosion happened, and I could see it clearly because it's on the page, but I, I didn't initially think it was Io. I thought, okay, something happened. Maybe they're getting attacked, and now Nika has to save the day. But this relationship, and that's another thing that I'm so grateful for in this book, is that we have two queer women in a relationship who are not sexual objects. They have agency, right. they have a love story, and they have drama and complication that is that doesn't start and finish with a man dictating the kind of sex they're gonna have. Like things are like the the idea of sexuality well, excuse me, sexual intercourse does not even enter the realm of this story, and why would it? They're in a war. But all that being said, this was such a touching this she went to get her fucking girl. She stole. Yeah. Go get the, your boo out of prison. Listen, she, no, she said I tried it their way. 
their way yeah. ain't gonna work. Yeah, we out. Like, yeah. yeah. So, any <laughs> your thoughts on Io and Anika and this uh, prison escape that they got going on? Listen, uh, I'm all for all black cast to prison break. Uh, I was with it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, uh, like you said, listen, we tried it their way. Uh, I tried to be nice. They wasn't with it. I came and got my baby out of jail. We don't pay no bonds out here in Wakanda. Right. <laughs> you, go, you go get your baby. Uh, yeah, I, I liked all of that. Um, the only thing that was messing my mind up is because um, Anika always says beloved. And yeah. it was making me think of uh, oh, Tax yeah, Tone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, I could just read her. She would be like, listen, we need a plan, beloved. Ah, <laughs> that, like, same. Same. Like, Why she keep saying that? <laughs> um. But yeah, listen, like there was there was a lot of that. Like you said, there was a the lot of love between them. There was more concern for her being like, I know what they're gonna do to you in there. Yeah. And I need to come get you. Yeah. Um it, the 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 after the fact of getting her out of jail was more was hilarious to me in mm-hmm. a way where she was like, So what do we do next? Yes. Yep. And she was like I, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> so she was like, I don't have a plan. And she was like, so she was like, so the prison break thing was the only plan. And she yes. was like, the prison break wasn't the plan. Coming to get you was the plan. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. so I, that was dope. Yeah, no, I, um, and I, and that, and I, I chuckled a little bit. I smirked at that moment too. Cause it was like, and again, not to, force roles upon these women, but I just felt like this is what I've seen in every movie where some man has caught himself trying to take care of a woman or help her out because, you know, quiet as it's kept or, you know, unbeknownst to whoever, Anika can take care of herself. They both are Dora Milaje. If she had to fight, I'm sure she can kick ass, you know, to whoever. But like you said, it's like, you know, the plan is to take care of you. It wasn't to take care of you and then figure out X, Y, and Z. And the fact that Anika... Um, kind of was aware enough to first of all bring that up and then secondly to have a plan of her own it was like that's why these motherfuckers work so well together you know where you go high I go low where I go low you go high it's like we fit I know you I know you're mm-hmm. stubborn I know you bullheaded I know you broke me out I kind of knew you ain't have shit else on your list outside of breaking me out so this is what we need to do that was <sighs> good good storytelling here Good. No, it absolutely was. Um, even the conversation, because um, I think before the book came out, I think Tanahasi was on Fan Bros and shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he was talking about it because I think um, Ben Ami had asked him like, "Is there any going to be any like hip hop references?" Yeah. Oh, brother, he, I know where you go. Go ahead. He, he was like, "Yes." Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah." So when they were having that conversation yes. about you know, the king and all of that stuff. Yes. And how it needs to go back to the people. Man. And when they hit him with the, no one man should have, have all, all that, that power. Bro, I, Boy. Dude. <laughs> Who's bucks? I, yes, I gave the loudest yes from the deepest bowels of my soul. When I saw it, it yes, yes. <laughs> so it was so dope. I was just like, all right, nah, I, I feel y'all. That's dope. <laughs> yes, I'm in. I mean, and you know, the thing is, re- watching that scene and like reading through it, once she said that and I got that in my head, I went back and read that page and I'm just, I'm I'm hearing 
the music very low during this tender scene. And once she says no one man should have all that power, and the next scene they're fucking dressed for war. I'm just hearing the song blast. Like, agreed. Yes, they man. Yes, I look. And the thing is, it's so funny because this comic will be around forever. Even if they stop the run, this is out there. Somebody, mm-hmm. ten years from now, some kid is going to read this. And I like that we're getting this story by a person of color who um, has a particular experience that you don't normally get from comics. Whereas if this very same exact scene was written by, say, like, a white man, it would not feel the same. And even this line, no one man should have all that power, would not read this. Like, you wouldn't... It would... I'm saying that there's an obvious difference between a comic that's written well, that's written by one of the guys from the All Boys Club, the white boys, and then a comic that's written by a team of color in the same way that Luke Cage is very different from Iron Fist. So, Ooh. bruh. <laughs> very I, different. Yeah, I did, yeah he, he sold me with that one. And I was, I was ready for war right with them. Like, give me one of them Ivy Park half-shirt uh, flying death machines and I'm with you. Like, I'm... With the fishnet in the middle, the yeah, fishnet and that, top, <laughs> and that didn't even seem sexual. It's still like again, I bring that up because women in comics are always ninety percent, ninety eight percent of the time depicted as sexual objects in their right. uniforms, and like it's it's always something. But this, though, there is stomach exposed and a little bit of hip there. It still looks like, in keeping with the world of Wakanda and the story itself, they're ready for war, just like every, like. Though their skin is exposed, like we just said before, you had those men with feathers on their head with their whole thighs out. You know, it was mm-hmm. just so it didn't feel like, oh, put her in a titties out and put a big old boob window. Like it felt like this is what someone would wear in Wakanda. Like it's probably hot as shit. Let my stomach that, be exposed. Shit. No, that's real. And I also think too that like I was never, I never thought about that till like I started listening to. Uh, your show and the other shows that review comics mm-hmm. um, th- that we're talking about uh, how things are drawn, mm-hmm. right? So some stuff you can get it like, listen, we are full-on warriors, so some stuff is drawn in a way um, for movement, like right. to give the illusion of like, it's not super skin-tight lycra or something mm-hmm. where it, it looks restricting, like I, it looks like this person can move and fight and do flips and splits and do all that other stuff, right? Versus yeah. the uh, the one I always think about is like the old school. I don't want to say old school; it's probably newer. Like Supergirl, where it's like mm-hmm. crop top, super mini, skirt, right. Like mini skirt, and you're like, I'm fighting people, I'm fighting crime, and people shoot at me. And you're like, I don't know how you get <laughs> any of that done. That is, they, this is not for. This not helping. This is terrible at all. <laughs> yeah, that's um, because even moving past that, when we got uh, T'Challa in the city of the dead at the burial site of like all the former black panthers even looking Mm. at shuri who's like in suspended animation or something her Mm. outfit is skin tight but at the same time it's a black panther outfit just as skin tight as hers is that's just as skin tight as t'challa's it doesn't feel like they're exploiting her body it looks Mm. like a black panther uniform and um i appreciate i mean she had a little cape you know and some fur but I appreciate that these women aren't presented as 
just boobs and vagina and there to serve a man. Like, it was really... I think they did a good job. <laughs> Shit. Right. Uh, um, I mean, I guess... Um, Again, going a little bit further towards the through the second issue, um, this is another instance where I was on T'Challa's side, but then Tanahasi did this thing where he presented an issue to you, which was I don't know if this is um, the Shield of the Nation, the Golden City, where it was like this boardroom full of pretty much the Illuminati of Wakanda. Deciding right. what they're going to do about Killmonger and what they're going to do about um, Zinzi, because it, apparently Zinzi was a prisoner of Killmonger, and mm-hmm. um, like this guy said, what is his name? I don't know. The dude in the little little black hat with the scars on his face. He was yeah. saying that Killmonger's issue wasn't his um, genius that failed him; it was his patience. Because you fucked around, and instead of killing her right away, she used this ability that she has and had you know, you turn on yourself and they found out where she was and, and, um, queen mother decided, okay, we need to send some troops after her T'Challa objected saying that, no, we need to send me. I'm the only one who can go toe to toe with her mentally. And, um, so we're presented this one scene where on the flip, once the scene is actually going on and you see him fighting and kicking ass and whatever else we find out, He's, again, the villain, the criminal, because you're attacking and beating up and fighting these people who were providing for the lowest of the low in Wakanda who you have forgotten about. So mm-hmm. while you think you're saving them, nigga, you, you <laughs> fucking up their food. Like, Surely did. Yeah. yeah. He walked in there. Uh, he walked in there on some, like, legit king shit where he was like, don't worry, everybody. I will provide for you. And it was like, the niggas that you knocked out were the ones actually providing for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would prefer to have my bread and butter <laughs> yeah. by the people that are unconscious on the floor. Right. We, you came in here with the like, here I come to save the day, and you, we didn't even need you. Mm-hmm. It was on some like, that That to me was the way um, like presented in a way of like over-policing. Yes, yes. It was like, yo, like I listen. I'm the law here, and it was just like, no, we got it. Mm-hmm. We don't. You did all that for nothing. Yeah, and so, the, yeah. the way those kids were looking at him, I, Brian Stelfreeze drew the, his ass off because I was like, oh, nigga. Like it's one thing for the old ladies to be upset, but those kids were like, nah, fam. Yeah, no, nah, we good. <laughs> we no, this ain't what we asked for. You fucking. Like that, oh my god, again, that, and the fact that he thought he got the drop on Zensi, calling her a witch and shit, she was like, why would I fuck with your head, my king, when I can, you know, easily devour your heart? Lines like that, like, I mm-hmm. want to hear this read in this African accent. I need to hear some woman, some actress, who can deliver, like, she, oh my god, bruh, I am a fan of Zensi. <laughs> I'm a fan. God damn it. Yeah, um, we definitely need uh we definitely need to hear, hear somebody read that. I'ma need like uh Lupita or somebody yeah, come through. Just yeah. read this part. Somebody. Uh I mean I know you're already in the movie. But I need somebody <laughs> else to come through and be like, I'ma just play I'ma just read these Zenzy lines real quick. <laughs> Look, that's it. That's it. And that's and that's another thing that I was really aware of while reading 
because I only have, you know, a particular African accent in my mind because I didn't, I, I'm not um, educated enough about African. I'm, I'm not going to act as if I, I do know, but I'm not educated enough to one, hear different dialects and distinguish, you know, South African from, you know, North African and wherever else. I don't have that ear, but reading through this book, although they may have all in my head spoke in the same accent, I was aware that things are different areas. Like you have Wakanda and then you have where Zinzi and uh, Tito is, which is the uh, Nagandan border. Um, so I would imagine they have a different dialect. And even Ayo and Anika, like when they went into that um, fucking treehouse of horrors where those women were locked up in the oh, yeah. bandit compound in uh, northern Wakanda, I um, I heard all those women speaking in my head in the same accent because that's the only one I have. But I felt like, okay, these women are probably from all over Wakanda or all over mm-hmm. Africa. Like there's... <sighs> yeah, there's something in the way that he's writing that either I'm just projecting <laughs> or he's really doing a good job at setting a lot of this shit apart. Cause I still, I read these people with an African accent. I don't read them with an American accent. So. No, I absolutely agree. Cause it, it, in the way that it, it sounds, um, which is again, back to that game of Thrones thing, mm-hmm. which is like, it sounds very regional. Yeah. Like it doesn't sound like these places are close by. Mm-hmm. I mean like, yes, you can get to them, but it's not like, when they're breaking it out into three or four parts, like you said, like, oh, it's by the border of this thing, and mm-hmm. it's on this over here, and then Golden City and this thing. So I think of it the same way, like, um, if you've ever lived in any city where you're like, well, this is the way the people talk in the capital. Yeah. This is the way people talk in the northern part of the state mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, northern part of the country with them. Um, the southern part, where, like, borders and stuff like that, I imagine, yeah. Um just being like, oh, yeah, that's crazy. Even here, like, you know, just the same thing. Like, I live in Virginia, and I live closer to the ocean, right? I'm yeah. not from Virginia, but, like, if you go west, it's, it start getting real twangy out there. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, ima- I imagine um, that it's the same in the book. Yeah, this, um, yeah, I, I, I think, again, I would love to hear this as a book on tape, maybe even the first three issues, the first two, the first, like, I would love to hear that just to have somebody, an actual African one, that's another job for somebody. And then two, I would just love to hear the differences in their voice, which I'm sure we will hear February 16th. Um, when Wakanda, excuse me, black Panther, <laughs> when yeah. black Panther, his theaters, I'm sure we'll hear that, but I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, the other don't thing, give us Michael Blackson either. Don't don't go out there yeah. and go get Michael Blackson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, let's not. And that's the other thing where, um, I guess getting ahead of ourselves, um, with Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan in the movie, I want to say I read that he is, well, I know that the real Killmonger um, in the book was sent off and raised in Harlem, but the fact that he is raised in Harlem and he doesn't have an African accent, he sounds like an American, I'm... That little bit of the movie, his accent, has me so excited to see how he relates to the rest of um, the Wakandans. When you're coming back for the throne, are they looking at you like they're looking at uh, Black Panther in this book? Are you, nigga, you are not one of us. Or, you know, it's like I'm I'm interested to see how this plays out. And I'm this reading through this book 
has got me so amped it's not even funny. <laughs> no, that makes sense now because even in the little clip with him dressing with the like uh, in the denim with yeah. the fur with mm-hmm. the like that you know that's very Harlemish. That's that seemed like <laughs> you know what? Thank you, thank you. I, that seems like a New York style. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Yes, <laughs> that um, but getting I like this story of Anika and Io because we're getting. We're getting the main Black Panther troubles or whatever, and we're getting essentially three stories. We got Black Panthers, we have T2 and Z and uh, Zinzi's, and then you have Io and Anika. And Io and Anika seems to be more subtle. It seems to be very kind of background, but that is building to something. Like when they released those women from that horrible ass treehouse and set the ground on fire, and it said no one man. They kind of birthed this movement. That um, the Midnight Angels or whatever, I don't know if they've called themselves that at this point, but they birthed this um, this kind of revolution or rebellion. or Like it's, there's clearly something going on. And I'm interested to see when these paths will cross and wh- how, what that's going to look like. Because I haven't read ahead. I'm trying to just do three at a time. And so, Yeah. Yeah, no, I de- no, I definitely agree. Like when uh, that that was the theme of being like, no one man should have all of this power. Um, it it was wild to to say because I think right before they went and got those women, the plan was, well, we don't have an army. Yep, yep. yep. And they were like, oh no, we can get one. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, no we can get one. Uh, and and that, like you said, then they went to that wild ass treehouse. That was even still for that to be some wild ass treehouse. It looked like the Space Needle, like it just was a tree in the middle. <laughs> and, I'm, and I don't even understand what that is. I don't understand if that is a prison that's sanctioned by Wakanda, or because it looks fun the first panel, but then you see no these these women are yeah. being raped. Yeah, this is terrible in here. Yeah, this is uh this place ain't safe. Right. Um. And so, yeah, and that was the thing. And then it, they also have the they have the confidence and the charisma to kind of get people on their side. Yeah. Um, it's it's when I think of them. Wow. This that, now that I think about it, it is a lot of parallels to Game of Thrones in this book, <laughs> because the way they're going about building their army is the same way like Daenerys is going about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Where she's yep. like. She's doing a lot, a, a lot of like Network. the disenfranchised people. Listen, they threw you away. Yeah, they don't want you, and you guys weren't happy anyway. You guys are Wakandans. You're not happy. They they're doing you foul. The system is is corrupt almost, or we feel like it's corrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we are going to do something about it. And then those people buy into that, and then they go on to do something else where they're essentially like. Yeah, this is we're gonna build an army of the people who want change for Wakanda, mm-hmm. but where we're getting the angry folks, the disenfranchised, the like you said, low income, mm-hmm. <laughs> so all of that. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it is. Dang, I didn't even think about it till you said it. Like, yeah, there are a lot of parallels in that yeah. way. And even speaking of now, I know this isn't Wakanda or Wakanda adjacent, but there's a story going on right now um, called Batman White Knight. And in that story, the Joker has been cured of his um, psychosis. He's taken uh, medication, and he's now a quote-unquote normal 
person, a normal man. And he's going after Gotham and he's going after Batman for all the wrongs that he's done. Because his argument is, you, Batman does not work without me. I served, without me there is no Batman. Now I'll prove it to you by cleaning myself up. He does and he goes through and says, people of Gotham... Think of how many times Batman and drove his car through your fucking library where he didn't shatter the damn newspaper where a school has been blown up all for going after a, um, a criminal or a bad guy who gets locked up and they're out within a week and yet you still are left to pick up the pieces. Like I really employ anybody listening to this lesson to go and pick up that series as well because it's it's another person who has taken the lore and myth of something that is already established and put a real world lens on it because when you look at the bigger picture if batman was in the real world this man is fucking crazy he's doing shit he's a vigilante who's doing things and he is um um empowered by gotham and by the gotham pd because they're not doing anything to take him down and it's kind of the same thing here they're like okay we're Wakandans, shit is going on. There is a, a, a level to the justice system, steps we can take, but motherfucker, I'm tired. We are we literally stopped a man from raping a woman and her granddaughter. Right. Like, bruh. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> so get that. Check out Black uh, Batman White Knight. No, um, and then moving forward, we get into the HBCU, which is technically not an HBCU because anything at Wakanda is black as hell to begin with. But mm-hmm. um, some black-ass college camp, I don't know what level course this is. I don't know what course he is teaching. I don't know if there even is a freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior uh, classification. <laughs> yeah. on what. Like, I don't even know. Maybe they're gold, silver, bronze, and vibranium <laughs> levels. Shout out to John, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because this shit, yeah, this is, this is, I don't know. But this is the scene where we get the, and I like, what's this man named, Baba? Uh, yeah, yeah, he physically again getting back to Brian Stelfreeze and the way he's drawing these people of he this man Baba looks exactly like some of my granddad's brothers. He looks exactly mm-hmm. like some of the men that I've known in my life growing up. This older, kind of heavy, not you know obese or anything, heavy older guy with a full um, fucking face of white hair, white locks. Like he looks like somebody I know and mm-hmm. all the students in the class look like somebody I would see walking down the street. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree too. Also, like you said, the way that it's drawn, it's not the thing that I like. It wasn't um, a stereotypical classroom scene. Right. Yeah. So he was talking, walking, pacing in front, but then he did the thing that we love to see in like movies about college and yeah. he sat amongst the like students and yeah. told the story. Like that's the thing that makes it like, oh, this is a that's the thing that made it come off as a safe space. Yeah. Yeah. So so when when you saw T two enter, <laughs> I think that's when everybody's vibe kinda changed. Yeah, that's when now we out of here. <laughs> yeah, and he entered and he did not Again, like going back to what you said about feeling like he um, um, converted or whatnot, he, as clean and beautiful as Wakanda looks, and not to say Tito is a bad person because of how he looks physically, but he did not wear a button down and slacks to come into this classroom. 
the way we see him is the way we see him. He's not altering his appearance to kind of blend in. He walked in like, this is me. I am still this person, and I'm coming to talk to you, nigga, with his big-ass uh, staff in hand and no shirt. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I think I think we need to have some talks about what's going on in these Wakandan schools. Like, he's, yeah. my man walked around with the, the wild shirtless uh, <laughs> uh, man briefs on too, just coming through the school. Like, hey, look, fam, I right, listen. I know you're probably here to handle some business, but you can't come through here with the wild <laughs> just yeah. flap on and no no shirt, this man. Nigga, he probably had his old student ID and everything somewhere tucked <laughs> in one of them. But yeah, that nigga, he just, and again, they had that war of words where it's like, no, nah, nigga, mysticism or science, like, it's, we're all trying to find, you know, the answers. And just the exchange that they had was so, I felt like, above my education and pay grade. I just felt like, what am I, I'm, I'm not supposed to be reading. I felt just so, I felt good about seeing these black men speaking to one another. Seemed like there was tension, but it wasn't relying on oh, I have an education and I'm better than you. It was mainly like, nigga, some shit going down. And he's like, well, you're part of the reason. And his response is, no, we're all the reason. You know, it was just, it was very much a yeah. of the words without being condescending and, and bougie, quote unquote. Like it was, it was good, man. <laughs> no, it was, it, it was. It definitely, like you said, it was a war of ideals, right? Mm -hmm. Where it was more like, well, I'm holding you personally accountable for the war, and and the the opposite point was, but all of us are responsible. We yeah. all had a part in this. There's no, there's no one man right. <laughs> to blame. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no one man to blame. It's just more like, no, we all in this. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. we all are in this, and now it's up to us to face it, or uh, we, you know, our plan is to do something different. Yeah. We want to give Wakanda back to the people. Yeah, most certainly. This, and shortly after the third issue ends, but um, it, speaking of, do you, how how far along did you get in the series? Do you um, do you remember? I got to um, I got to uh, issue six. Okay, uh, and then. Uh, I, I guess it broke off because one, uh, my credit card got corrupted. True, true. <laughs> so okay. it, it messed up my uh, my comicsology. Oh, okay, yeah. No, but yeah. So one thing I, I wanted to talk about too, um, and I didn't know if you were going to cover this. Oh, go ahead. But so that like a dream world. Yeah. That Shuri's in. Yeah, yeah. So. So she's obviously dealing with some inner turmoil with the whoever the guide is in mm -hmm. this place. Yeah. Because it looks like her mother. Right. And she's like, I know that you are not my mother. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's like, but I don't know where this place is. Yeah. And she's like, am I dead? And the, the lady is like, well, you're n definitely not alive. <laughs> right, 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 right. She That woman was fucking dragging her. I'm sorry. I know it wasn't <laughs> intentional. I was like, no, she, she giving shots at you, Shuri. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she definitely did the like. Well, you're not alive, and yeah. you're not fully dead, <laughs> but we are in a different place, mm -hmm. and we are in a different place to be remembered. And she was like, "But what I need you to do, since you are here, is I need you to trust me, mm -hmm. and we need to have the conversation, and we need to, you know, move around." I thought that was really interesting too, 
um, because they use that same kind of art style um, and those same kind of things that kind of play with your mind. Yeah. When Zin- when Zinzi was doing stuff to mm-hmm. T'Challa, and I was just kind of like, wait, is he dreaming or right, right, is right. this happening? And I, like, yeah, because I thought that too. And yeah, yeah, yeah. This speaking on both, um, I did think that T'Challa was in some sort of like I don't know nervous breakdown, but to see him fighting Shuri in his dream state. But to realize he was actually physically fighting these men in that mm-hmm. Zen scene. Like, the fact that, one, that scene was so intense for me. And then I realized he was fighting those men. But then to also realize Zinzi did that to him. Like, her power is so great. She brought, like, the strife and, and pain that he's going through is because of her. But then... Right with the way her powers are set up, it's because of him. Because she can mm-hmm. only pull on what you're actually feeling. So, yeah, that, that, Zinzi is a bad motherfucker. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, this little dreamscape, I love the line where Shuri said to her, you're not my mother. And she said, child, I am all your mothers. Like that, this like, in me, this avatar is the lineage of you. I am Wakanda. I am mm-hmm. their ancestors before. And again, how she was like just dropping these gems, like you know, you're a queen, but where's your court? Where are your people? And then, and they had Shuri in this kind of embarrassed, defeated look, and she said, "I'm not trying to um, mock you. Like I'm trying to get you to understand that you know that's just some fucking words that you're saying. There's a bigger picture out here. There's a bigger space that we inhabit as Wakandans, and you're here. It's oh, that shit. Yes." Yeah. yeah, it was deep. <laughs> yes, it, and when they had on that battle armor, that Dora Milaje armored shit, like out of nowhere, I was just like, "What?" <sighs> yeah, yeah, this is it's lit. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. This is, it, I don't know. It's and I like, and that's the fourth story now <laughs> that we've added to this already like increasingly hectic ass, um, um project hell and I like that we're getting that and it gave me very much Lion King vibes where everything the light touches is our kingdom but I I overlooked that because I was no, that's, no that's absolutely fair that's a fair assessment that, yeah because even where they were sitting initially looked like Pride Rock I was like okay no <laughs> calm down sir but yeah um, moving on a little further with Zinzi and Titu in the Southeast Wakandan Nigandan borderlands, which is like, and the other thing, the scenery is so beautiful. Like even the Great Mound was like a like an attractive space. Like, yeah, nothing looks nothing looks ran down. Mm-mm. Like even even the stuff like where the um when the poor people, I guess, you, yeah. uh, guess we could consider them to be right. Yeah, lived. It still was nice. But it was the same thing like you were saying about uh, about like the whole Batman thing. Like T'Challa's coming through, kicking the roof in and all kind of wild <laughs> shit. And you're like, yo, like I'm what living you? here, nigga. No. Yeah, you kicking the doors off the hinges, like look, look, chill out. But yeah, even when they do those scene transitions to be like, Well, over here and then this thing and the and here's the you know, the city and yeah. uh, capital city and all that stuff, and you're like, Yeah, he's never drawing no whack image of like, oh, it's just some empty street. Like right, everything right, is right. like, it, everything is lit up. Everything is is glossy. Everything is is shimmering. And you're like, 
Yeah, no, this is a dope image. Yeah. Just even the way the trees are like, it's just this motherfucker. Like even that first scene in the third issue where T2 is like telling the story of him as a tree. And I don't know if he's saying that he himself, flesh and blood, literally has been a tree. Or if he's speaking with his um, like influence over nature, like mm-hmm. um, uh, on behalf of trees and on behalf of nature. But when he walks his ass in the desert, does the little flashback, which has a cameo by Dr. Doom and Namor. And I think that's Loki, but I'm not sure. But he's in the desert doing his taekwondo. I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, no, it definitely had Tai Chi vibes to it. Yeah. It has a little bit of Tai Chi to it. And and seeing him use his power, and again, this goes back to that subtle, because I feel like he has so much more power inside of him that this little bit that we're getting, albeit impressive, it can't possibly be a the 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 tip of what he's able to do and seeing that black man and his daughter watching T2 like make it rain which again a little sidetrack watching the way that these people are handled in this book makes me so angry when I think about all the times I read Storm and see how elegant and how sensual she can be because again, Titu is not only is he the Black Javar and he's the male Poison Ivy. He's giving me these movements and 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 mm-hmm. and powers and um, I don't know reactions that I would love to see Storm do or Storm possess that we're just not going to get if she is constantly written by a white man. Like yeah, I don't listen. I don't know why they do Storm like this. I'm very new to this. Like. Uh, gives Storm her things, mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, so I'm, uh, so I'm always like, yeah, they, that is messed up. They don't give Storm enough love, but then, like, like I said, listening to you, reading the timeline, shout out to Megasheen and all of them, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and just being like, dang, yeah, they really don't be showing Storm no love at all. That is, that's wild. It's, it's sad, and it's one of the things that makes me excited for this um, merger, even though it's like a monopoly with Disney and Marvel. Because I don't know that we'll ever get to the point where it's a Storm and Black Panther together as they have been before, married and in love and whatnot. But if we can at least get some, because if we can get out of Disney, Luke Cage handled by people of color, and we can get Black Panther handled by people of color, and we can get these books and projects that are handled by people of color, or at the very least, a person, uh, a white person who has credentials and experience and 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 wherewithal to consult with people of color then we can get us a good storm we can get like we can get no i agree (laughs) i i absolutely agree with that i also would like to see if they keep making all these new shows where um all these people uh like whatever new mutants and all these other shows Mm -hmm. where they all live at the mansion i haven't watched the the new mutants um episode or the new show but like why can we not get the version of the xavier manor or mansion Mm -hmm. ran by storm i do know that there's a some comic series where she's the head of like i run this several nigga i mean several like excuse me class with my language but no it's like (laughs) several there have been she has let me storm has been depowered 
meaning she has literally just been a human, baseline human woman running the X-Men, running the Morlocks. Like, she's done, like... At her weakest, she's still been so strong, and I don't know if that's just um, a side effect of being the token black character or whatever, but she has Mm -hmm. had so many great stories, which is just like, in so many transformative, like she's been through, because I think she's um, coded as queer or bisexual, I believe so. And just in that alone, she's been able to express herself in so many different ways over her runs, which... Is good, but give me all this history, like we've gotten with Black Panther. We've gotten all this history and an amazing project by Tanahasi Coast and Brian Stillfreeze. But give me all of the history of Storm handled by a black woman, an African woman, or an African woman who lives in America who has a similar. Give me, give me the storm that I deserve. God damn it, God. No, it's real. That is absolutely real. Yeah, but I digress. Oh my god, because just in power set alone, not even being funny, Thor in this last movie, Thor Ragnarok, Marvel gave us the storm that we needed in Thor. Like the way his powers, um, uh, the way he used his powers, the physical way he looked. Like uh, we, they gave us the the storm that we needed through this white man. Like, yeah. <laughs> Something else. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I have not seen Thor Ragnarok, oh, so I will need to go do that, <laughs> brother. And it's such a good movie, but it's just there's a scene, and you'll know it when you see it. But when they kind of take everything he's been through, and like, oh, I've had enough, and now the way they presented him, if we're gonna get that level of care with Storm with this new merger, can you know whatever, then I'm all for it, and I'm ready for it because that that was dope. That was dope. So. No, that's real. All right. So one one sidebar question. Go ahead. So what's the over under for you, like, um, with the Black Panther movie? Do you even think that they will mention Storm? There yeah. will be some after credit something. Hey, like he just whatever they meet is. Hey, I'm Aurora. Oh right. shit. Hey, child. Like one of them. I like or don't think so. Only because well, Black Panther has been made, and there's it's just not too late to change some shit around. But I feel like because I think Fox has the mutants for like the next year, so the new mutants is going to come out, the trash-ass Dark Phoenix saga is going to come out as well, and whatever else they have, and I think Deadpool 2 and then something else. So as far as right now, they're still um, under Fox, is my understanding. So I feel like Marvel may use that post credit scene for Infinity War, but... I feel like right now, as we're talking, they're probably working on some kind of way to handle the X-Men. Because I've seen so many different videos and um, different articles about, oh, this is how they can put the mutants into the new universe. And this is how this and this is how that. So I feel like they're working on that and that they're conscious of that. And they're smart enough to know that because of the hype that we've gotten off of the trailer alone for Black Panther... You have to do right by this character if nobody else. So I don't think that we'll get her in the post credit scene. If we do, I'm jumping up out of my seat. But I feel like that there's something in the works that we're going to get pretty soon. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's dope. Yeah, I just wanted like I I don't know. I I wonder if everybody is like 
if anybody's thinking about it or if just people being like, we're not going to get it. Bruh, <laughs> I know they are because even the, the story about Black Panther and um, Storm being married, that was written by Eric Jerome Dickey, one of the blackest, most motherfucking blackest as uh, blacker than blackity black black y'all as authors you can think of. Like, Eric Jerome Dickey wrote this love story between T'Challa and Aurora. Come on, man. Come on. So, I, look. <laughs> Shit. Um, yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for, for great things. But, um, shit, who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much close to the end here. Um, I know that, of course, we, but we already mentioned the conflict between T2, uh, Zinzi. Black Panther and his White Panthers, that little incident. But seeing the way that Tito is drawn, watching him pour this white elixir on his head mm-hmm. and do this fucking dance, like, I'm more drawn to those two characters than I am to Black Panther. Yeah. I Like, I... I absolutely agree with that. I one of those things when they were walking through the forest mm-hmm. and that single leaf fell and she caught it in her hand and she was like, He's, He's here. Yes. <laughs> and then like when they all stopped and then he just like jumped out the tree. That also made me think about the commercial with yep, uh, yes, yep. the, the trailer for the yes. trailer where the dog's just barking up a tree and yeah. they flash the light and he's sitting up there like, Yep. Oh my <laughs> That's god. Y'all yeah. ass. Yep, yep, you damn right. Um but yeah, so once that happened, uh, and, and you know, like you said, she did it what she did, and uh, he fought everybody. When he when he was pouring that stuff, like you said, like the white stuff on his face, and then making the marks, mm-hmm. I, like there was a piece of me being like, I don't know what's about to happen, right? Or like, well, I don't. This is a weird way to prepare for a fight. I <laughs> listen, do your thing, man. Right. However, you got to get there to prepare. But yeah, once uh once I saw him then choking almost choking the life out of people with tree roots, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, do whatever you've been doing with your coconut right. oil and your <laughs> and right your shade your shade moisture. <laughs> yeah, do your thing. <laughs> yeah, that was that was dope. I think it was also dope seeing the White Panthers. Um, again, I haven't read too far ahead, so I don't know if they appear again. But they were overshadowed by T two. For me, like I'm I'm this nigga's biggest fan at this point. He picked his homegirl up and. And let me say, the relationship between Titu and Zinzi, at this point in the series, I don't know if they're romantically involved. I would kind of hope not because I don't want to rely on, oh, there's this sexual tension between these two characters. But even if they were, I feel like they're presented in a way where whatever goes on behind closed doors does not matter when it comes to them in this kind of revolution. I almost feel like it's... uh, father and daughter or an older brother and younger sister. I feel like there could be room for a sexual role relationship, but I feel like that's not what they're relying on. Right? Yeah. I, no, I can agree with that. I think it's more of is uh you know what I think it's like it's more like they work together. Mm-hmm. But he cares more about her as a person. And like you said, it could become romantic, but it gives off that like, listen, I believe in what you believe in, mm-hmm. 
but I also care about your well-being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't. It doesn't seem like it goes the other way, right? Right. right like right. her thing is more like I'm focused on the task at hand. He's just like I'm with you. I believe you. Mm-hmm. But also, you as a person is very important. You're very important to me. Yeah. And even with you saying that, I, I don't know if it's I genuinely care about you, Zinzi, or is it that this power that you possess? Not to say that he's using her, but if you didn't have this power, I would probably still care about you, but not to the degree that I do, because I know you have this ability and your ability is going to help further our cause. So I, I see mm. what you're saying. That does make make a lot of sense now, like hearing that. Yeah. Mm. No, I de- no, I definitely see your point as well in a way where you're like, OK, I believe in what you believe in. But I can't let anything happen to you because you're critical to the mission. Yes, yes. So that makes, no, your point is valid as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Come on, Tanahasi. And uh, shit, moving on to the finals. Well, almost final scene. But we get Anika running from the white gorilla. And I, th- th- another scene that I am dying to see um, in person. Because this scene very much gave me... Um, uh, Roadrunner and uh, what's that little thing that beep beep oh, thing? Roadrunner. Oh and, yeah, uh, uh, Wally Coyote. Yeah, Roadrunner, like yeah. it very much gave me that, and it wasn't it, having this initially for the first couple panels, thinking that Anika was in danger, but then realizing when she stopped, and I seen all those heads back there, and I was like. Have you yeah. not heard, my lord? The Dora Milaje are never scared. And then that, again, I don't know if that was intentional, but I was thinking, we ain't never scared, huh? We ain't Same. never scared. <laughs> Same. Outside Man. of the club, Listen. you think I'm a punk. <laughs> oh, my God. This year, he did his damn thing. And I'm I'm like, okay. And you see all these fucking women with these tattoos. And, and again, he's bigger than them. He has on this big white armor. He can probably knock all the motherfuckers out. But... One, their strength in numbers, like alone, but their strength in numbers when all you motherfuckers have been trained to be the secret service of Wakanda. Like, mm-hmm. <sighs> yes, good, good. Yeah, it was definitely funny. I like, I like the way that it was drawn. I like the way that it was laid out. With like, like you said, it was initially shown as her running, like running for her life. Yeah, and then he draws that close-up of her face, of her smirking and yes. being like, oh, nah. Right, listen, I got you. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, because they did the whole, like, oh, she's trapped. She's in the cave. Can't yeah. believe it. And then they did the whole the, like, traditional cartoon comedy move where right. they, like, somebody, like, lights a flashlight or lights yep. something on fire. And he, like, <laughs> she's standing right by his face and being like, no, it is you who is in trouble. <laughs> we are absolutely fine. We right. are not scared. Right, right, right. We ain't never scared. Ah, we, yeah, that was, oh my, yeah, that was dope as fuck. That, this, I implore anybody out there who's um, listening to this lecture or discussion um, and you're not in class with us today to go out and get this goddamn book. Get at least the first two issues and see if it's something that you're interested in because the movie itself is going to be amazing, I'm sure. But this book is almost like um, a companion piece to the movie that's coming out. It's like this is this is damn good. Um, I don't know you. Um, 
looking over these last three issues or first three, is there any character in particular, any set of characters that kind of stand out to you the most where going for, although you have read, you know, up to six, going forward, you are rooting for them or you are wanting to see more of them, your favorites, so to speak? Yeah, I think obviously I want to see the how the inner turmoil works out with T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to see what how like how T two kind of pans out. <laughs> um, I want to see what happens with Shuri in this like dream world that she's in. Yeah, kind of how they learn to navigate. Honorable mention. I hope this is just not a one off. I hope somebody else goes and talks to Baba. Yeah, right. But with that being said, I kind of read ahead myself. And going forward, and for you, class, listening, when you read through these first three books and you see um, Titu speaking to Baba, that's the very important scene. And I didn't realize it until I got to the next scene with Baba later on down the line. So with that being said, Jay, like that, he shows up again and his scene is important, but it's a direct um, kind of response to the first scene with him and T2. Like it's, okay. Yeah. So I, it's, it, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, he shows up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should I guess um, before we dismiss this class, do you have any other questions, comments, concerns, favorites, unfavorites, or um, favorite scene, not so favorite scene? You know, um, uh, no, I think my overall, like my overall thing as a person who's getting it back into comics, is the thing I walk away from is be sure to support your comics, even though I know they pin it on us regardless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the the feeling. The feeling that I get from this is I think we do need um, heavier books and books that promote inclusion. Um, and and the other thing is, I think as far as like my favorite people or least favorite thing was um, be able to relate real life issues to these comics I think we got so especially if you grew up reading comics, mm-hmm. they I don't think they were as political. Um and I could be wrong. I mean, outside of like Captain America with the whole Russians and mm-hmm. communism and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I don't ever really remember comics being super political and I could be absolutely wrong. Um but this seems to play w- with Black Panther which appealed to me, it appealed on multiple levels where it, it talked about like uh the way politics are set up classism like uh it talked about sexual assault Mm -hmm. um patriarchy (laughs) so so there was a there was a lot of that all like you said these first three issues we talked uh it talked a lot about that so yeah definitely go out there support and um have an open mind and I, i think that's dope yeah most definitely and um and you know comics throughout history have been explicitly political in the sense that they started off as um Propaganda like American comics, like for the war, wars and whatnot, excuse me. But I feel like Dean's first three issues have given us what X Men never have because X Men were supposed to represent, uh, when they first were created, um, a standing for black people, civil rights, and the marginalized because that's what we mainly were at that time. 
and over throughout the years, you know, they've been to stand in for, you know, um, homosexuals, um, women, deal with women issues and things like that. But I feel like these first three issues have given us a solid story where you say, like you said, it's um, sexual assault. It's the political landscape. It's um, classism. It is, you know, the the um, old versus the new, the old order and what we had before versus now these um, other people are trying to rise up and create something new. So it's it's very much um, successful in that regard where you can take all the powers out of it and you can put T'Challa in a crown and uniform and it still reads the same because they're still doing the same. It's just, yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Um, so with all that being said, before we dismiss the class, please let the students know where they can reach Professor Jay on his social medias and his other shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find me uh, doing silly things over at Just Say Words. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at Just Say Words Pod. Um, and I'm around. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on with me and discussing the text that is Black Panther a nation under our feet and um i hope to you know collaborate again with you soon sir and uh this is this has been absolutely amazing so thank you thank you yeah man thanks for having me no problem no problem uh yeah and everybody else out there you can uh catch me at carefreeblacknerd.com bynkradio.com uh carefree blurred on twitter carefree black nerd on mostly all social medias and um, Road to Wakanda, uh, next episode will be coming out sometime in the future. <laughs> so until next time, um, stay carefree, stay nerdy, and uh, stay Wakandan.